0: Remember when you first decided to start your e-commerce company? It probably felt like a roller coaster. So many decisions to make, so much potential to grow, and still, so much risk masked by unknown factors. No matter how things turn out, your life would change. Now, when you decide to sell your company, that roller coaster starts all over again. What you might come to find, however, is that selling your company ends up creating a whole new wave of opportunity for you and your businesses. I'm your host, Randall Sylvie, and this is The Deal Closers Podcast. On today's episode, Jason and Ron from WebsiteClosers.com talk with an expert of affiliate companies, Nate Lind. Nate has successfully launched 23 supplement and e-commerce brands, grossing over a million dollars each since he started. So I had to ask, what was his first e-commerce selling experience like?
1: I got started in 2011. I was interested in buying a supplement company. And what happened is it was going to be nearly impossible to separate the previous owner from the brand. He was the brand. And he didn't really want to continue to be involved in the business. So it was going to make the transition darn near impossible. So basically the due diligence of that business fell apart but i learned so much about supplement you know businesses and e-commerce businesses just through the due diligence process and from my previous business experience that i was fascinated and wanted to proceed forward so i ended up partnering up with a couple of folks and launching a supplement brand in the beginning it was just going to be a vitamin based brand with a variety of different SKUs like a super duper multivitamin a sleep aid a mental clarity and kind of cognitive focus type supplement And probably about six months after that, what ended up being a market hit and what was selling was a dietary supplement and a probiotic. So we kind of had to take a couple of different turns here and there. And then just following the law of supply and demand ended up in the vitamin and supplement universe, specifically selling probiotics and dietary supplements.
0: Nate has been a groundbreaking figure in the e-commerce and affiliate marketing spaces. He doesn't work in traditional brick-and-mortar spaces, but instead, he navigates the affiliate marketing space, finding the best opportunities to partner with others. Direct-to-site sales, for example, is one of Nate's keys to success.
1: There's kind of a unique niche of internet marketers that have really explored and exploited direct-to-site sales. So they're not doing a whole lot of Amazon transactions or Amazon sales for e-commerce using that marketplace. But they've mastered using paid media, using affiliates, using a variety of different marketing channels to just sell on their own website. Most of them aren't even using Shopify. They've created their own custom website. It's far advanced. It's more enterprise level than Shopify. And these types of buyers are selling between $2 million and $50 million a year. And now they're starting to look around at what are some adjunct or some synergistic companies that are for sale that are in either the supplement space or the e-com space that have a very strong marketplace presence and sales like on Amazon or Walmart or you know some of these larger platforms and that to them makes a whole lot of sense because they want to skip the whole process of starting up and learning Amazon PPC. They don't want to deal with all the headaches that you get from getting your listing and storefront set up and you know maybe making a mistake with that process. Or they're concerned about making a, a misstep when it comes to the product launch and making sure that the initial reviews and and the initial launch of the brand takes off well. And so now they're communicating with me and through us at Website Closures to look around to see what's out there. What can they go pick off, so to speak, to add to their business.
2: Yeah, I've got a question for you, Nate, you know, just kind of being relatively new, at least to the uh, being the actual on the business broker side of the deal. Have you found yet what you think is a good buyer? Uh, Have you thought about who's somebody who's a tire kicker? Who's not? Who's somebody who's actually going to get a deal done? That's kind of an art in our world. And just wondering what your thoughts are on that, having just started out here.
1: Yeah, so the easiest one for me are people that I've got a personal relationship with. They've been coming to my events and there's hundreds of people that have been to, you know, my past trade shows or my events or my my masterminds and I've got a personal relationship with them. So we've got several that are actively hunting supplement businesses, you know, that are Amazon supplement businesses, you know, up to 3 or 5 million dollars. And I know who they are. I've got personal relationships with them. I know they've got <laughs> they've got some cases stockpiles of cash. They've done really well in the affiliate space. yeah, they're ready to hunt for deals, so that's like kind of the the inner circle and i I'm guessing every broker within the firm has kind of an inner circle of buyers, you know people that they they know have funds or they know that can qualify for funding just what happens over time. We build relationships with each other and that turns into an immediate win. So that's kind of the, my first go-to. And then secondary to that are people that I've done business with through a third party. So there's a lot of referrals too. And because I've done trade shows before in the past, it's either been a focus on just an e-commerce merchant or it's been a service that's providing like agency work or fulfillment, manufacturing, customer service, some auxiliary outsource service too. The merchant. And those companies are also looking for and interested in picking up other service based companies. And in some cases, they want to get their feet wet in e commerce as well. And again, they just want to skip all of that startup time that comes with building the initial brand, getting the
0: initial launch. As Nate mentioned, these companies he's working with are oftentimes off Amazon companies. Now, before the alarms start going off in your mind, this doesn't mean that these companies are operating in any way illegally or are of any lesser value. They just don't align with Amazon-specific policies, or they don't want to conform to what Amazon requires of them. We've talked a lot on this podcast about why Amazon fulfillment companies are often attractive to buyers, but now I'm wondering why would affiliate and off-Amazon direct sales companies also appeal to buyers? I think what happens for most people,
1: and Jason, Ron, you guys have shared with me a little bit about like what the average buyer profile looks like for someone that is looking for that freedom of working from home-based business. Most of the businesses in the off Amazon universe and I think the Amazon universe are home-based businesses. You know, people don't tend to have a brick and mortar presence. If they do at the larger enterprise level, like we've got folks that you know are selling 10, 20, 30 million dollars a year. At that stage, they'll tend to get a warehouse and do some of their own fulfillment internally, or maybe they'll start to do some customer service work. But predominantly, the entrepreneurs that are in the circles that I run in, it's you know two or three partners, you know maybe a couple of virtual assistants, and it's really kind of hands off in terms of you know having a big staff and a bunch of people running around in an office building like that. That is very uncommon from what I've seen.
2: I'll make a note sort of the higher, more, you know, lower middle market deals, you know, that Ron and I tend to focus on. In those scenarios, I'm really surprised that we're not seeing more equity groups and family offices jump into opportunities like that because, you know, they're kind of focused primarily on Amazon companies and those brands, but they're not thinking about that risk profile quite as much as they should be. If I were a family office and I had a couple brands selling on Amazon, before I started rolling up too many of those, I think I'd really look into an affiliate network. I'd look into you know some alternative sort of company that would give me that spread of risk into other opportunities. You know, we've got a, a supplements company that's one of our clients right now that was primarily, it was a sports nutrition company, primarily on Amazon. They on their own just acquired a company that added about 2 million of EBITDA that's 100% Shopify-based with an affiliate network and those kinds of things behind it. So that alone just made it such an attractive company. You know Now we're talking about roughly $13 million of earnings for this company. And only, you know, what was 100% Amazon is now only 75% Amazon. There's some more influencers in the background on that deal and some other things. And so it's just become a much more attractive deal to a lot of buyers. But again, I go back to I'm really surprised the higher level, lower middle market buyers aren't getting more involved there because if they're going out to the capital markets to raise money, you know, one of the questions they're always going to have the big banks and the mezzanine firms, et cetera, they're always going to ask, you know, what is your risk profile as a company? And if you've now got seven, eight, nine brands that you've rolled up and you're so dedicated to that one channel, Amazon, you know, what happens when Amazon one day says, you know what, we're not going to have star ratings anymore. Uh, We're going to shift away from star ratings, just do thumbs up. (laughs) And so, you know, the entire world that we know here in the Amazon space completely changes overnight. Maybe it, it isn't that that they do, but maybe they do something similar to that that just gives a huge hiccup to the world you know if you've got an affiliate network behind you or some other alternative mix that gives you the opportunity as a buyer to you know sort of shift as you need to into those other channels you can ab test more when you are in you know in various channels if you're just on amazon it's hard for you to ab test things because you're so worried about you know if you've got a primary asin that hits at 25 30% of revenue and you want to do a few things to it to see if you can increase sales where well, you might be terrified because if you do the wrong thing, you might not be able to get it back. And a lot of our clients are dealing with that. I'm dealing with that with some of my Amazon accounts where you know I don't want to make changes because anytime you make a change, you have to be worried about how it's going to affect your SERPs, how it's going to affect you know your rankings, and how someone else is going to see that as potentially an opportunity for them to jump in. So again, mix is really, really important on so many levels, not just your own opportunity to get more for your company, but also when the inevitable happens, you know, you're going to have some other alternative to go to to continue generating revenue. I also think that when it comes to the
1: additional platforms, it makes it a lot easier to launch new products and a lot less risk. Once again, it's not just a boost to your sales, but a lesser risk when you're, you're launching.
2: Yeah, and, and let's say that you have a supplements company and you want to sell some supplements that are banned by Amazon, yet you know there's demand for them. Well, that's why an affiliate network's wonderful, right? Or just selling off of Amazon. Maybe you can't use Google Ads, but there might be other ways to drive traffic to your website you know, if you've got that company and you want to sort of expand and you see some opportunity, you can't do everything on Amazon. You know, there are some banned things on there. So we've had plenty of clients that are either 100% off of Amazon because they're selling products that are not accepted on the platform or they're, you know, split between their site and Amazon. And you know, again, that is highly attractive. It doesn't matter from a buyer's perspective that Amazon doesn't accept it as a sale. What they care about is the opportunity to scale. They want to make sure it's legal. I mean, just because Amazon won't accept it doesn't mean it's not legal. They just have their own rules as it relates to what they will and won't sell. But that's opportunity for somebody coming in to buy a company because if it can't be sold on Amazon, that means that there's a very high likelihood that competition is very low.
1: I don't know how else to stress this to Amazon store owners or affiliate store owners or you know folks who don't have their marketplace game intact, there's no better opportunity than now to jump in and acquire that complementary business edition, that revenue edition and you know if you're out there and you're listening and you've got an Amazon store and you're concerned Amazon's going to shut you down or if you're out there and you've got an affiliate based store or you know you've got a store that's just selling on your own website and you're concerned about your revenue channels or you haven't figured out your Amazon game yet, this is a great time to go out there looking for a good opportunity. I would
0: explore it with all haste. The time to buy and sell companies is now. As of where things stand in the world today, right now is a great time to start looking into selling your company or buying another one.
1: For anyone that's out there listening that you've got a specialty interest, whatever it may be, you may not even realize it, but there's an inner circle in that industry. It may be meeting at trade shows, it may be meeting at their own private invitation only events. If you wanna get serious about really putting some money in your pockets, whatever that segment is, whether it's SaaS or tech or e-commerce or Amazon or affiliate marketing or performance marketing, you would do yourself a great service to find those inner circles and if you've got any questions about you know affiliate you know marketing paid media based e-commerce and supplements it's very easy to find me I'd be happy to talk with you about it we've got some great recommendations for the Amazon crowd there's also very similar inner circles and masterminds for people that are are SaaS owners tech business owners same thing with apps you know with mobile apps every segment, every industry. If there's a conference, there's a mastermind or there's an inner circle of the heavy hitters that are there. And if you want to be a heavy hitter, you got to hang out with the heavy hitters.
0: So you got to find them. I did Thanks to Nate, Jason, and Ron for taking the time to talk to me about buying and selling e-commerce companies and partnering with affiliate companies. Feel free to send us any questions you have about this topic or anything else pertaining to buying and selling e-commerce companies. We'd be happy to explore the answers. Till next time, this has been Deal Closers.